0: Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Castle HD 2 100.7. You're home to the Dan Patrick Show live Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. The 1 and 7 Cardinals play on Sunday at uh, Cleveland. Uh, out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joining the Sports Zone by Scott Patrick of uh, Brown Zone. And Scott, let's hold off on the Deshaun Watson drama for at least a few minutes. Uh, instead, I want to start with the defense. Uh, what is first year quarterback? Uh, coordinator, first-year coordinator, Jim Schwartz, most altered with this group of players?
1: Yeah, it's really an, attack, an attacking style that he brought with him. Now, they made some personnel upgrades as well. They signed Dalvin Tomlinson, the D-tackle in free agency. He was their biggest um, free agent acquisition. They traded for Sudary Smith at N. They signed and Obo Okorankwo. So they made some moves. But I do think Schwartz has had the biggest impact, and it's an aggressive scheme. It's a swagger attitude um, that he brings, and it's really had an impact. Now, they've had a couple struggles recently, but they still lead the league in yardage. So, um, obviously, they're playing at a high level, and a lot of it is attributed to Jim Schwartz.
0: Miles Garrett, I suspect, can't wait to get on the, on the field on Sunday against the struggling Cardinals offensive tackles, likely with a rookie quarterback making his first start. What impresses you most about Garrett over the years, and how has uh, Schwartz schemed him up, uh, so to speak? Yeah, I'll
1: answer the last part first. You know, they go with more wide nine than they used to, you know, and you hear that term, but Miles starts wider. And it gives them, I think, better angles to attack the tackles. I think it makes it harder. Not impossible because teams still chip him, and they do it at a regular basis. Uh, but I think it makes it harder to, you know, get a tight end or a back out there. Or if you do, then it frees up some other guys across the front. Uh, but, you know, Miles Garrett came into the league. You know, he's a number one overall draft pick in 2017. He had all the talent mm-hmm. in the world. You know, he's 6'4", 270, bends like crazy, runs like crazy. So he's got all the talent. And he's always had all that talent. I think as he's gotten older, he's matured some. There's less uh, drama surrounding him, and there's been some of that in the past. And I think he's you know, more focused, and he's always been a smart player. And all that comes together where now you know, I think you can make a strong argument that he's the best edge rusher in the league.
0: The Cardinals, it appears are going to go with rookie quarterback uh, Clayton Toon. I'm curious, though, have the Browns been preparing at least a little, a little bit in case Kyler Murray makes his season debut this week? They certainly have. Uh, you know, they
1: they say they're preparing to see any of the three guys, you know, including Driscoll, who, you know, the Cardinals signed to the practice club this week, um, just because it's an unknown. Jim Schwartz talked Thursday about you prepare to face that scheme. And, yes, it matters who the individual quarterback is. You know, Kyler Murray's a different style than Clayton Toon, obviously. Uh, but, he goes, you know, they've been running the same offense for eight weeks. It's not going to change dramatically, regardless of who's a quarterback. So, they think they're going to see the same kind of scheme. They're familiar with the scheme because Drew Petsing, the coordinator, came from Cleveland, mm-hmm. been with Kevin Stefanski for a long time. So, you know, the scheme is similar. So, uh, I think the Browns know what to expect, but – Obviously, it's a question mark, and there is a, you know, it's a significant wrinkle to whatever degree at who's going to be, you know, who winds up behind center.
0: Yeah, back to the Browns' defense a little more even uh, than we've gotten into, but are there some players that have really uh, improved from their previous uh, performances this mm-hmm. year with Schwartz in charge?
1: Yeah, you know, Grant Delpit the safety. He was a second-round pick out yeah. of LSU. I think he was a two-time All-American. right was so a big name coming out. And he missed his rookie season with the torn Achilles. And then he was fine the next couple of years, but nothing great. You know, he entered this year. It's the last year in his rookie contract. I think it's big questions about him. He's played well, especially early in the year. He had got his hands on a couple of balls, you know, interception, forced a fumble against – recovered a fumble against Pittsburgh. I think he forced one too. Um, So I've seen strides with him. I think Denzel Ward, the number one corner now, he's a two-time Pro Bowler, so it's not like he's never played well. But I think he's playing as well as he ever has. Um, I'm actually working on a story right now about Jordan Elliott. He's a D tackle, a former third round pick. They really hadn't done a whole lot. He was a starter last year, but they were bad. Def- they were bad run defense. Um, they're bad defense overall. Um, you know, he like Pro Football Focus had him rated know, like 93rd or something, as interior lineman, uh, and he's playing well. You know, he's made a big difference um, or a big jump under Jim Schwartz. Now you know I don't know if you can credit Schwartz for every guy that's playing better, but I think that's part of it. I think the scheme just makes just allows people to play freer, and that's got that has a positive effect.
0: Yeah, if you were an offensive coordinator facing the Browns' defense, yeah, what would be uh, the best way to attack?
1: Yeah, you know teams have had success. It's been hit or miss, but there's been success running the ball. And Schwartz said, hey, when we stop the run, we do really well. But against Baltimore, they struggled, especially in the second quarter. Uh, Baltimore was able to run it on them. Uh, the Colts had success running against them. And then last week against Seattle, it was a couple of big plays. Kens Walker had a 45-yard run on the first drive, and it led to a touchdown. So I would you know, concentrate on the run, and I know the Cardinals have been good at that this year, so I think that gives them a chance. Uh, you know, maybe I'd screen them up a little bit because they are so aggressive. You know, you could get everybody moving forward and, you know, try to dump one over the top and then you get a guy out in space. I like that idea. Uh, but, you know, the the thing is they're strong up front with Garrett and Smith and Okoronkoro and Tomlinson. And then they're good at the back end. You know, Denzel Ward's really good in man coverage. Martin Everson Jr. is good in man coverage. Greg Newsom, the slot guy, um, might not play this week he hasn't practiced with a groin injury so you know maybe you know take some shots try to get rondeo Moore matched up against cam mitchell the rookie um, nickelback that'll probably replace newsome um, but they're just pretty sound overall so i think you got to try to hit a couple of big plays because i don't think you can just kind of go three yards down the field uh, i think this defense creates too many negative plays for that to be a, a successful strategy
0: Okay, Scott, let's get on to, to Watson here. I obviously, he had the lengthy absence at the end of his Houston days and then last year, et cetera. Uh, when he's actually played uh, for Cleveland this year, what has he done the best? Well, he hasn't played particularly well. Now, he had a good game the last time he played a full game,
1: and it was September 24th <laughs> against the Titans. Browns win 27-3. He played his best game since he's been in Cleveland. And he didn't throw any interceptions, threw two or three touchdowns, 289. He was really efficient. Um, you know, he, obviously he mixes up the run, you know, the quarterback draws and, the, you know, they run, you know the option looks and the zone read looks. Uh, we'll see if they still do that with him coming off a shoulder if he plays. Um, but he just he hasn't done a whole lot well. I mean, that's the bottom line is not only do they miss him, you know, they miss his presence the last – pretty much a month but they haven't seen the deshaun watson that they sent five draft picks and decided to pay 230 million dollars fully guaranteed so that's what's been missing and um so i don't have a great answer for you except that one game he was efficient and kind of mixed the pass and the run
0: best guess does he play on sunday and when he actually does play and he's healthy what can the browns realistically expect from him this season
1: I think he does play but that's far from guaranteed. And I'm hoping for some clarity, you know, sometime today. Um, but I don't know if we'll get it. We might get a hey, we'll find out on Sunday, that's what they did before the Colts game. Lucid him as questionable and he winds up playing against the Colts but couldn't get out of the first quarter. Uh, when he's healthy and he's back, what they need him to do is just be more of a game manager. And I know that sounds crazy for a guy that, you know, is a three time pro bowler, was considered a top five guy. But this defense and these special teams are good enough that if your quarterback doesn't turn it over a bunch, you can win games. And, you know, they went 2-1 and one with P.J. Walker, quarterback, the last three weeks. And they should have been 3-0, and uh, but he threw a pick in the last two minutes against Seattle. So I think they need Watson to not turn it over and to make about five plays a game. Now, I don't know if that beats Baltimore in Baltimore. You know, you, probably, you might need your quarterback to play better in that game. But I think it works on a week-in, week-out basis. And then you hope – that he progresses, gets more comfortable, and by the time you get to playoff time, that he's more like himself. But he's got to prove it because, like I said, he's had one,
0: he's had one good game
1: in ten starts.
0: Nick Chubb, uh, he might be my favorite player in the NFL. How much did his injury change the offensive approach of this team?
1: Well. <laughs> I tell you what, he's, you know, he's the favorite player of a lot of people around here. There's no doubt about that. I think if Watson were healthy, it would have changed a bunch. I think you'd have seen, and they were headed in this direction a little bit anyway, where you'd see the Bronx spread it out, um, you know, a lot of three wides, throw it all over the field. But with Watson hurt, they've gone back to, you know, a pretty heavy dose of the run. But now they're doing it with a three-back attack, and it's Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt, and then Pierre Strong Jr. has gotten carries the last couple of weeks and has looked pretty good, shown some burst. So I think that the, the uncertainty quarterback forced them back to that, and they got such a good offensive line and such a good run scheme that they've been able to have success. I think they're up like 155 on the ground the last three weeks. So if trouble were here, I think you'd see the same thing, except if you see a better, you'd see a better running attack, and you'd see. You know, fewer guys getting the ball. Um, but it, it's, an, it's a valid question. It's just the loss of the absence of Watson has kind of forced the Bronx to mm-hmm. juggle a bunch of things.
0: You mentioned an offensive line. It's still effective, but, you know, they've had injuries for multiple seasons. So how would you overall evaluate that group?
1: Yeah, well, it, it, the interior is really good. That left guard Joe Batonio might be the best left guard in the league. He's, a two, he's been in the all-pro all the last couple of years. Ethan Posick was a surprise last year at center, played really well. They re-signed him as a free agent, gave him a, a multi-year deal. And right guard Wyatt Teller had some issues in pass protection every once in a while, but is a road grader and pancakes guys guy well down the field. So it starts there. And then they have a, you know, Jed Wills at left tackle. He's a number 10 pick for 2020. It's been a little up and down. I think he's played better the last three weeks. Um, and then they have a rookie right tackle, Dewan Jones, who missed Wednesday but practiced yesterday. We'll see if he goes Sunday. It kind of, I think he's turning in that direction. He's been a pleasant surprise filling in for Jack Conklin, who, you know, Jack Conklin's a former All Pro, um, really mm-hmm. good run blocker, and they lost him in the opener. So Jones isn't the same run blocker, but he's huge. He's like six eight two seventy three seventy five. So he's done a good job in pass protection against some tough matchups. And they've been really pleased with him. They got him in the fourth round.
0: You know, this division, you know, every team now is above 500. Uh, what's your evaluation of this division, starting with the Ravens, who basically toyed with the Cardinals here last Sunday?
1: Well, it makes me feel good that everybody's got a winning record because that's what I predicted before the season, just because I thought that's how good this division was. Now, Pittsburgh's doing a little bit with, uh, you know, smoking airs, but that's, that's what they do. Um, you know, especially without a big-time quarterback. They figure out ways to win. The um, Browns should have beat them in week two on Monday night and gave them 14 points. So I mean, they had, Pittsburgh had two defensive touchdowns. Um, Baltimore, I think, is coming on strong. They were hurt early and still won games. I think Lamar is playing at an MVP level. Uh, they're, I, I want to say they're the class of the division, but I think with Cincinnati's healthy and rolling, like It looks like they are. Um, I think Cincinnati's right there with them. So it's a tough division. And, you know, I think the Browns, obviously Watson's a huge question mark. And I can't say the Browns belong on that same level until Watson plays somewhere close to Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. But I think the rest of the roster, the Browns are just as talented as those two teams. It just comes down to, you know, can the quarterback play at that kind of level?
0: Can we mentioned Watson. You, you mentioned a couple other guys, too. They had a very lengthy injury report after the Thursday practice. Some of these guys were yeah. rest days and so forth. But when it comes to 90 minutes before game time on Sunday and the active list is out, who you be, uh, Who are you going to be most paying attention to, whether they're up or down in this game?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, outside of the quarterback, it would be Greg Newsom II, the, the nickelback. I mean, he's a starting corner, and then he moves inside in uh, the nickel to the slot. I would watch him. They might rule him out today. I mentioned Dewan Jones at right tackle. He's another one that I'd watch. Um, that's really it. I think everybody else is going to play.
0: Okay, so Cleveland roughly an eight-point favorite in this game. It's unofficially prediction Friday on the show. Uh, so, Scott, yeah. do you have a prediction for Browns and Cardinals on Sunday?
1: Actually, I got it right on the number. I got Browns 24-16.
0: Right on the number that's kind okay.
1: of, Yeah, it feels kind of like quarterback proof to me. I don't know who's playing quarterback for anybody, but that's what I'm uh, that's what i going with.
0: We're with you on that. We don't know who's playing quarterback either. So thanks, Scott. I really appreciate the time. Uh, thanks for making time for us today on a busy day. Okay, no problem, guys. Thanks, Scott. Scott Patrick of uh, Brown Zone. Next segment will be phone call time, 602-260-1060. General discussion if you want to jump aboard whether it's uh, Cardinals and the Browns or anything else. The Suns lose again last night to the Spurs. Uh, might be a topic of discussion. College and pro football for the weekend. I'm really looking forward to this uh, weekend. Uh, this Saturday and Sunday, at least going into the weekend, I think is the best football weekend of the year so far. If you want to get into that at all, 602-260-1060. You're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUSAM 1060 and KSLX HD2 100.7.